number two of the Bill Michaels Show. I am, said Bill Michaels. Ben Kenny producing. Glad to have you. Um, coming out of the weekend, I have to admit I was wrong. I have to admit I was wrong. Here's why. I'm going to go back to Friday. And I had said at the time, I cannot imagine whatever deal that is going to be done with Aaron Rodgers is not going to get leaked out in some way, shape, or form. And I had a feeling that this would be the weekend This it's going to get done. I kept saying, and you and I have talked about this, I said there's no way, I can't imagine it, no way that Rodgers does not re-sign with the Packers or waits until the end of the free agent uh, or the uh, the franchise tag deadline, which is tomorrow. There's no way. He's, he's, he's not going to take this team all the way past that. He said he wouldn't. He wasn't going to draw this out. He was going to do it before free agency got underway. And, you know, there's some possibilities of the franchise tag with Devontae Adams. And I said he's going to see if the Packers are serious about signing Devontae. And then he'll make his decision. And most likely it'll happen. But I can't imagine him waiting to drag it out to make his announcement on the Pat McAfee show. Something's going to leak out, right? You just kind of figure that. I was wrong. Rodgers is waiting. Rodgers, it, first it started out that Ian Rappaport on Friday night into Saturday had reported that Rodgers was now indeterminate. He doesn't know if he even wants to play. And that threw up some red flags. And I'm like, okay, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Now, you know, again, I know people want to say, I don't believe it until I hear Aaron Rodgers say it. Well, you know what? Uh, you hear a lot of things ahead of time that aren't said by the player, the person, the the you know personnel department or whatever. You know, Adam Schefter reporting that you know the Kansas City Chiefs are going to you know franchise tag their left tackle. Oh no way! Yeah, and then they do. Okay, you know, come on, you can't poo-poo every report just because you don't want to hear it. So I thought there's no way that Rodgers lets this thing drag out. Well, then you hear Ian Rappaport say that Rodgers is indecisive about even playing. And I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. What? That can't be true. If, if the, old, the old saying in football is, if you are cont- seriously contemplating retirement, then you retire. Because you are, football is not a game in which you can go half in or three-quarter in. you got to be mentally all in and ready to go. You know, it, it just you you can't look as if you've checked out or if you're considering checking out because that's when Father Time grabs you and throws you to the ground. So it kind of raised my eyebrow because I thought there's no way he's coming back. He's not he's not going to retire. He's not going to stand on that stage with Tom Brady and Ben Roethlisberger and play third fiddle to them, to guys that have numerous rings. He's just, I just can't imagine that. And, uh, well, don't forget, Charles Barkley took a shot at him saying he's the pretty girl that needs to be told he's pretty all the time. Uh, That's kind of a backhanded shot or just a a front-handed shot for that matter. So then um, it comes out that not only have the Packers talked to Rodgers, and you know Brian Gutekunst has said numerous times, he is the first to fall. We can't do anything else until he lets us know. So now you find out 
Remember, it was, and I'd said all along that I thought it was going to be a long-term deal. And then rumor came out that it was a short-term deal that they were working on to make him the highest-paid player in the NFL, which I didn't understand because the numbers don't work. That just never made sense to me. If he's the highest-paid player, at least for two years, then all that money's due. You're handicap handicapping the team a couple of years down the road. And remember, Goodikins kept saying, two more years before the money starts to hit. Well, you're not going to accelerate all that money because then you're not going to get back to even. You're going to be cutting even more players. It, just, it never made sense. Now, now we, uh, we find out that uh, apparently that uh, they have made a longer-term offer, a massive offer to Aaron Rodgers. That's longer-term. I think it was Jeremy Fowler that said he had spoke to somebody in the Packers um, that they were looking at a longer-term large contract to give to Rodgers that was going to push the money three, four years down the road for him. That makes more sense. So they've made a contract, a long-term contract offer to, to Rodgers that would, they say, quote, alter the quarterback market. In other words, it's a big deal. It's a lot of money, but it's going to be back-loaded, not front-loaded. So they can finally get into the bigger money down the road when the, when the TV and the, the TV rights and all that stuff really begins to accelerate when it comes to uh, getting away from COVID and hoping that the uh, salary cap goes up uh, pretty large amounts in two, three years. That makes more sense. So depending on what number you're looking at and what the rumor is, that was leaked out of the weekend. That was leaked out of the weekend. But I don't... I still didn't get that Rodgers had signed. And I, I, I cannot believe that Rodgers is just keeping all of this to himself in, a, in an effort to make an announcement on Pat McAfee the way many people seem to think he is. I, I, I just I find that with, with leaks being what they are in the National Football League, I cannot fathom that that's what we're waiting for. So I was wrong. I thought for sure we'd have a deal. I thought it'd be in place, and I thought it'd be done. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. If you want to hit us up, please feel free to go ahead and do so. Uh, I do know uh, I do know that uh, the team that seems to be the only other team in the mix, now there's other teams that have talked about trades, but the Denver Broncos are ready to push all their chips to the middle of the table. That I do know. But it's Rodgers had said at one point in time about Devontae Adams getting to the franchise tag and, and the Packers putting that on him and that he wouldn't be happy, but it keeps him around. But, you know, Rick says uh, the Packers may find out on McAfee just like everybody else. See, that's the amazing thing, Rick, is that you got to know. I mean, somebody has to know what his thoughts are, right? You would assume, right? 
So, I mean, it, because this stuff gets leaked out all the time. Well, may, maybe the rest of the world finds out. Maybe he'll make an announcement tomorrow if he appears on the Pat McAfee show. So we'll see. But I was wrong. I really thought that coming out of the weekend, we would be talking today about Aaron Rodgers ready to sign a record, ready to sign a record contract, that it would have been a done deal. Uh, he's going to make uh, all of his details known on Pat McAfee's show. Uh, they are working on a long-term extension with Devontae Adams, and, and all of it was wrong. We do know that it's now a long-term deal that's supposed to be pretty massive. We do know that they talked to Devontae Adams, but basically no progress, and that's disappointing. It's not unexpected, but that's disappointing. Right? And I feel bad for Devontae. Because Devontae, this is his contract, man. This is his big deal. And I feel bad for Devontae because he is getting kind of the short end of the stick. He's in a situation where it's either go to free agency and get the money now or wait it out to see where what your guy decides to do. But the problem is your guy is trying to decide what he wants to do based upon maybe what you do. And you're really kind of stuck. It's, it's, you know, I go back to Mike Clemens was the first one to call it. And he said, this is a Mexican standoff. This is somebody waiting on somebody else who's waiting on somebody else who's waiting on somebody else. And, and that's what it is, unfortunately. 877-867-1670. You want to hit us up over on Twitter? Do it. At Bill underscore Michaels. At Bill underscore Michaels. You can find us on the Facebook fan page. Go to Facebook.com slash The Bill Michaels Show. By the way, thank you to those of you watching on YouTube uh, that continue to subscribe over there on the, the YouTube channel. It has grown again, and I, I check the numbers, not every day, but I check them, and it, people continue to trickle in, and thanks for subscribing. Go to YouTube.com slash Show. thing about com compensatory picks with uh with uh Devontae Adams I I believe that the Packers would get a compensatory pick for Devontae if they should lose him but I'm not 100% sure I, I got to go back and kind of look up uh, the value and how you get compensatory picks but I would believe so so uh, I'll let you know coming up on that uh, in the meantime bring him in from CBS 58 you can find him on Twitter at 321Q. Kevin, our buddy Kevin Holden, and uh, he now joins us on the hotline. Kevin, how you doing, pal? Bill, it's all good, man. I uh, we, we're, We've entered what I, I call second winter. I think we've got four of them uh, you know, planned for this year, but uh, second winter is here, so it was like 60 yesterday, and now I'm like trudging out in the snow boots. We're ready to go. Yeah, I know. It, uh, I was, you know, you're right, grilling out on Saturday – uh, 60 degrees, beautiful, car washed, everything's feeling great, and then today it's right back to the book. So hopefully we get back into the better weather uh, sooner rather than later. I, first of all, let's start with baseball. Uh, give me your thoughts as the announcement came out today that the two sides are still pretty much at a stalemate. Uh, the players do not want that uh, soft salary cap, so to speak, the luxury tax, as they call it in basketball. 
The owners are not removing it. Uh, the uh, the two sides have kind of come to some compensation agreements and, and a little bit of give in certain areas. But the players want a floor. They don't want a ceiling. They're hard and steadfast in that. And the, and the owners are saying, we're not giving it up. Give me your thoughts. Yeah, this is, I think, the culmination of the of the bad blood that's gone on for, for some years, really, between the owners and the players. I, it goes back at least a couple of years and maybe longer. And I think, that's, I think it's part of the reason why you're seeing two different things during this negotiation. You're seeing rhetoric when either side is talking to the public. Like you, you hear the same words come out. The other side is being unreasonable. The other side is is doing this, and we don't we don't want this. That sort of thing. And and in reality, the the uh, proposals back and forth have have given up some ground. I mean, they're. They're closer on some of these things. The luxury tax or, or the competitive balance tax, as baseball likes to call it, is uh, is going to be the centerpiece of this thing. They do have to sort that out, and it's, uh, it's a pretty wide divide uh, between players and owners. But it's smaller than it was, and the, some of the other issues, they're not <clears throat> nearly as far apart as they were. I mean, the, uh, the, uh, the pool, the arbitration-eligible player pool, you know, it's a pool of money that's paid to these these young players, basically that do well. That they were a hundred million dollars apart at one point on that pool, and I want to say the latest one there's something like thirty million apart, which is still a you know it's a divide, but it's better. I basically the the bottom line on it is I don't see it fixing anytime soon because I think they've got to fix that bad blood, but uh, but there has been some progress made. I still think. Gosh, a month maybe before we even start talking about spring training. A month, really? See, I was thinking that they would. I, I had a feeling it was going to be about a 150 game season, and I think we're kind of trending towards that very quickly now. Uh, but I didn't think that if you go another month, you're talking about one another 20 games. So, uh, 20, 15, 20 games. You're probably talking what 135 game season, something like that, if they yeah. get it done in a month. Yeah, I think if you if you could start May first, and maybe you go about one thirty five in the season, yeah, that's that's the plan. I my understanding is they would pick the schedule up just when they're ready. They, in other words, they wouldn't rework the schedule and try to squeeze games in. They just when it's time, they would just go to it. Uh, the the thing about it is that the pandemic actually, I think, hurts the cause of the fan in this case because baseball just learned that two years ago. They could play an abbreviated season, and the world didn't end. It's, it wasn't the best thing money-wise, but the world didn't end on it. So I, I feel like that's emboldened both sides to sort of dig their heels in. Hopefully, when the weather gets warmer, they change their mind because baseball is losing its grip on a time of year it normally owns here in March, uh, and, and they can't afford that much longer. The Because uh, I, I told everybody I thought it would be maybe the middle, maybe beginning of next week or the week after that I thought spring training would get underway. You don't think that's going to happen, though, do you? I, you know, I don't. And I, I think, uh, and, and look, this is nothing more than just my own conjecture, but I think Major League Baseball is underestimating the amount of time it would take to get spring training underway. Uh, they... Once an agreement is reached, you've got guys that are that are hanging out in Arizona. You know, Corbin Burns and, and uh, Luis Arias, we saw a video of them working out at some non-major league field in Arizona. So they're ready. The problem is you've got a chunk of guys uh, that don't live in this country. You know, the baseball, 
is is a heavily Caribbean influenced game, and there are a lot of players who are going to need to deal with with travel visas, with all the other stuff, with with just getting to the states, which as you know, it's not as easy as it used to be in this, you know, still kind of tail end of the pandemic time. I, Major League Baseball thinks that an agreement could be followed by spring training instantly. I think it might be a two-week, uh, you know, process or 10 to 10 to 14-day process just to get guys in and get ready. I, I think there's, there's a delay coming there. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about this whole Packers thing and uh, the fact that Rodgers still has not made an announcement. It did, now, I, I'm going back and racking my brain. I know the assumption is that tomorrow is the deadline, that Rodgers kind of self-imposed. But I, I'm trying to listen to things that he said in the past. And did he specifically say by the end of the free age, or the uh, the franchise tag period that he by tomorrow that he would make a decision? Or do we just jump to an assumption that that's what it is? Yeah, I don't, I don't know if there's concrete you know, uh, like a concrete statement that uh, that says that it was that it would be that day. Uh, the franchise tags, as you mentioned, that, that deadline is tomorrow, and it makes a lot of sense because Rodgers and Devontae Adams seem to come as a package deal. I think Rodgers returns only if the Packers can bring back Adams as well. Uh, so, I, no, I don't. I don't remember anything specific on it, but I think uh, I think tomorrow is a is a reasonable day for it to happen because the league year starts next week, the new league year, which means free agency starts. And you reach a point where this decision affects way more than just Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers because the quarterback crop is weak in free agency and weak in, uh, in, in the draft class, which means those teams that are close to getting over the top probably need to get their quarterback in a trade, which means – Rodgers wouldn't just be holding the Packers hostage. He'd be holding Denver and Pittsburgh and these other teams hostage that uh, that need to sort their quarterback situation out. He is the first domino to fall. So I I think there's a point where he realizes that and goes with it. I I did I got to admit, Bill, I did predict on uh, on our station on the CBS 58 uh, like a month ago. They they had me on the air and they said, when do you think that Rodgers will will make an announcement on this? And I just looked deadpan in the camera and said. March 8th, <laughs> just sat there and looked at the camera. Yeah, I, I get the sense that that's kind of what we all, the, the conclusion we jumped to. I mean, I did the same thing. I said, we'll find out. But I, what, what I said going into the weekend was that I really thought that a deal would have been in place, Rodgers would have made his commitment, but he would want to announce it on the Pat McAfee show. But word would have already leaked out that he's coming back. So we would all tune in to hear the official announcement coming out of Aaron Rodgers. All we're hearing now is it went from two years and $50 million a year to now this long-term deal that is, quote, quarterback market changing. I, and it's voidable years at the end. And it's I, I don't know what the money is. I don't, I don't know what specifically he's waiting for. But if he continues to wait for Devontae to sign, and it doesn't look like those talks are going well, then, you know, they can't sign Devontae or do anything else until they figure out on Rodgers, and Rodgers is waiting for them to sign Devontae. And I, I don't know what the holdup is at this point. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, and you also have a team that has to figure out, you know, they, they want to bring both of them back. Of course you do. You've got two of the most, most talented players in the league right there. But that they also have to figure out how to field an actual roster. And so you could throw the moon at both of those guys. You could. You could throw everything at them. But 
but then you you know you got to figure it out uh, how it looks from a you know a roster standpoint and a salary standpoint and it's a complicated process evidenced by the fact that they've gone through already and kicked money down the road on on some of these guys right you know change things into signing bonuses and try to get under caps and that sort of thing the Jair Alexander extension talks could mean something because it could save them money so it's mm-hmm. it is a it's a it's a weird thing. It's it looks like one problem on the surface, but I think it's all of the problems. I think it's salary cap, Rogers, Adams, uh, you know, trying to placate people and keep them happy, and it's just it's become this this sort of like tornado on the franchise right now. It's I think it all gets fixed soon, but man, is it a, is it a swirl right now? Yeah, I I just said a little while ago. I said I think uh, inside the walls at twelve sixty five right now, you have got a flurry of guys with calculators. Uh, Russ Ball, Brian Gutekunst, uh, hell, Matt LaFleur, Mark Murphy. I don't think anybody's getting any sleep tonight. They're trying to figure this thing out. Uh, what do you, if you had to make a choice and say you needed to bring one back, but you can't bring both back because Devontae wants a big contract and Rodgers, for all the reports, wants to be the highest paid player in the NFL. If you have to make a decision and only bring one guy back, do you bring one? Do you bring one over the other? Or do you just say, you know what, we're, we'll we'll sign you, we'll get you to a contract, Devontae, and we'll send you where you want to go. And Aaron, we're going to ask for a, an absolute haul for you and move you move you on. You get rid of both guys. What do you do? I, in the Packers' case, Dave spent the last couple of years finally moving toward that all-in philosophy, uh, which they, you know, they, you could say in the Ted Thompson era there was a thought that they hadn't done that, but they have in the last couple of years, which means the other parts are in place like the Packers are if if Rodgers and Adams could just walk in the door and you wouldn't worry about money instantly the Packers would be one of the top Super Bowl contenders in the NFC no matter what happened against San Francisco Mm -hmm. in the playoffs they they are that team today and so I think if you're the Packers you you don't just blow it up if you if you had to take one over the other and and just deal with the problems on the back end of it I think you do that I think you you make this team as close to great as you can, and if you can't bring them both back, then then you make an effort at least to bring one. I I still feel like if if one left, the other would would force a way out. But uh, I, I mean, if you have to go with Rodgers and then take a couple of receivers in the draft and hope and pray and maybe you know see what's on the free agent market, get a couple of you know uh, more receivers in to try to deepen that pool. If you've got to do it. I think you have to. This team is too good to just punt at this point. Kevin, great stuff. I appreciate it. Uh, We'll touch base again. Hopefully baseball is back sooner rather than later, man. I know how you miss it. Limbo limbo is no fun. I was supposed to be sitting at Maryvale today for the the Brewers spring training game. As a a fan, my wife and I had this trip. We were going to go to seven games in four days or eight in four days, whatever. She's the one that makes them crazy, believe it or not. But, uh, uh, we were supposed to be at Maryville. So, yeah, I, I think less snow and more baseball is just good for everybody. Yeah, I was supposed to be leaving on Saturday, this coming Saturday. I had the flights booked, the house booked, the whole thing. Everything was done, and uh, it's it's just now all sitting sitting in limbo. I agree, man. Appreciate it, pal. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Bill. There you go. Kevin Holden, CBS 58, joining us for a couple of minutes on the hotline, and he thinks we're going to lose another month of baseball. That's uh, that's a little disconcerting. I was kind of hoping in the next couple of days they'd get this thing done. Now, John Heyman's tweet today does not look to be relatively optimistic, uh, saying that they're at a deadlock when it comes to the money, and they've conceded on certain aspects. But the bottom line is the players don't want 
the luxury tax, if you'll call it that, and the owners do. And they're, they're not giving that up, and neither side wants to budge. So when it comes down to all about the money, that's part of the problem, all about the money. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.